How's it going, folks? This is your friend Luke, the Strip Club DJ, with another Spotify episode of your favorite podcast, one to review, little podcast where me and my buddies, Brandon and Alex. Say hello, Alex. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Brandon. Hi, I'm Brandon. We rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. One point if we didn't like it, two points if we liked the thing. We rate and review until we get to 20 points, so we call it a day. Again, thanks, guys, for tuning in on Spotify. Get ready for a wild ride on this latest edition of the intro. What up? Hello, folks. Hey guys. Hi, friends. Welcome back. It's been a week. Yeah. It sure has. Nice to be here. Back That's... from Salt Lake City, and uh, oh, what were you gonna say, Luke? Oh, I'm just salty from S- Salt Lake. Yeah, we are here to rate and review movies, and we're gonna get to it. This week, we saw a film called The Cactus Bride. This is a 2015 film directed by Seth MacFarlane. Of course, it is starring Seth MacFarlane. We've got David Spade in there. We've got Guy Smith, Aubrey Williams playing the leads. And we got uh, quite a few little cameos in there. This was a straight-to Netflix, like a Netflix-produced right on Netflix. So it was hot on there. Everyone saw it, I think. Pretty popular film. The synopsis is it's a story of a man in Arizona, and he creates these cactus sculptures. He ends up turning them into cactus uh, women sculptures. Uh, They become so famous that men travel all over the world to buy up these cactuses and take them home, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, It's an offbeat comedy. Did you guys have any thoughts on the cactus bride? Let's talk about Seth MacFarlane for a minute. Do you guys mind? Sure. What are your thoughts? Uh, Family guy. I, you know, I liked it when I was a very little kid, and then as yeah. I got older, I didn't like it very much, and now it kind of bothers me, I guess. But I can't yeah. totally track that and why I feel that way. Luke, same? It's solid. No, not same. It's solid. Solid writing, and he plays the hits. He plays to his audience, and, you know... Referential humor. Non-stop, right? Non-stop. Yeah, man. Open up a paper. There you go. You got today's type five. Right. Bingo, bango. So you can't yeah, you can't blame him for doing that. Of course not. I'm gonna say I uh, enjoyed Family Guy as well when I was younger. I did quit watching it at some point. Um, I have not enjoyed any of his previous ventures or recent adventures, I should say. Uh, what was the Wild West one? Did not enjoy that. I didn't like Ted too. Ted, I didn't like any of the Teds. You didn't like any of the Teds. I didn't see Ted too. So okay. I, well, I didn't like any of the Ted's either, to be honest. But the Cactus Bride, uh, Netflix special. Here we go, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I mean, the formulaic. We know what we're getting when we're getting Seth MacFarlane. Uh, there's a big giant gag where everyone's trying to fuck these cactus women, and of course, every, everything that goes along with that. Obviously, you're gonna get prickled. You're gonna get yelled at. You're gonna have to go to the doctor. Screaming in pain. Yeah. Screaming in pain. It's just like, uh, for me, it's just, what a stupid, what a stupid, like, it seemed like the whole, like, Seth MacFarlane thought of, 
he had a cactus and he thought about like, wouldn't it be awful to have sex with a cactus? Why would I have sex with a cactus? Well, it would have to be really beautiful. How would that happen? Like the whole movie, this hour and 50 minute thing that we watched was because he saw a cactus and had a funny little, like one second joke in his head and then like blew that up into a whole film. Let's talk about how in depth this goes. So, right. He starts creating these sculptures, start becoming women start becoming very beautiful sculptures of course men start flying to him start buying them he eventually discovers rather than selling these he realizes what men are doing with these he just opens up a cactus brothel on his ranch there where he could grow them maintain them you know really take care of these cactus cacti it's gross it's gross so yeah each of these rooms just you know you go in there and you take one of these potted cactuses in like just the bits. The bits are so stupid. I mean, we're, I don't know. David Spade's character. That, David Spade's yeah. character is so annoying. Sorry, Absolutely. I just need one to say of the that. Worst. That the voice he does this, yeah. uh, this very high pitched voice the whole time. He's got this little cactus that he's in love with the whole film. I don't know. I thought I'm that sorry. was pretty funny. The little cactus that sang the little tiny cactus songs with the little with the I don't, deep voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. And then, of course, what happens next is they, after creating the brothel, somebody actually falls in love with one of these women and marries them. Hence the title, The Cactus Bride. Yeah, yeah I mean... That's it. That's they it. get married. Kind of a happy ending, I guess. Weird. No. But. no. You know, in a bigger picture way, though, this movie was so contrived, and, and you really see the weight of those choices weighing down on Seth MacFarlane in the writing. Like around halfway through, he's forcing it. You can tell he's forcing it with the jokes, with cameos, the cameos. They get progressively worse and worse. You know who gets bigger and bigger every time I see him? Those carrot top. That guy's huge now. Like beefy, very strong, strong, thick gentleman, thick and, uh, not just uh, not just beefy, thick, but tall. also thick and tall. Yeah, he's gotten taller too. I think he's lengthened his toes or something to improve that sort of tallness. That was the one cameo that surprised me. Everything else was so typical. Uh, yeah. I mean, anything else to say about this film? No. Uh, is is there is there something to be talked about about uh, bestiality and like? plant sex with a plant is there is there something amoral about that you know like plants you can you, you yeah, know absolutely. like they do sense they do feel so is there no. is this like, okay. is this like super wrong or is that me totally being way too la california yeah it's wrong it's okay it's okay to, it's I think, weird to have to have sex with some plants but like the plants that are you can tell are really human like venus fly traps pitcher plants plant like vines that seem to be climbing around on 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 jungle gyms for fun climbing walls for fun plants absolutely have, no like, no bonsais of, though yeah oh and no bonsais that's just man you're just asking, asking for trouble yeah you're asking for basically to have a cursed life if you fuck a bonsai so i mean there are yeah and then but it's weird there's it's weird. like there's like the plants that are there's like these plants that you know they're kind of asking for it the way they're the way they got their floral arrangements slow down slow down don't say that (laughs) are you guys ready to drop some points on the cactus bread anything else to say 
Uh, no, let's wrap it up. All right, yeah, cool. definitely yeah. for me, the the way this offends Brandon, it really hurts my feelings. So I got to give it one point. Mm. I just yeah, I got to give it one point just because it's dumb. This is a dumb movie, and it, it, that I think shame on Netflix sometimes for making some of this stuff because they know we're just going to watch it because it's on there. So I'm sure everyone already saw it, but if you didn't, don't. One point for Cactus Pride. Curiosity will kill the cat. One point for me. Don't even watch this. I know it looks like you want to see it, but don't watch it. One point. Hopefully things will get better. I hate to start the show off with such a negative review, but one point from all of us that totals three points. Here's the thing real quick about a negative review. Uh, This podcast is designed to not give you necessarily good movies, but also sometimes to help you avoid bad movies. So sometimes a negative review on here is a positive thing. So yeah, we've just saved you some time. So don't watch the Cactus Pride. So Uh, anyway, that's three points each week I want to review. We add up those points until we get to 20 and we call it a day. And the way we keep track of those points is different each week. And so this week we are, like we said, on Spotify now, finally. Hopefully that drops us into a new demographic, gives us a lot of new listeners. And so we're thinking a lot about improving ourselves, not only as a podcast, but as individuals as well, because each little piece of the machine, each little cog adds up to the greater good. So this week we're giving you some tips on how to master yourself, make yourself a better person. Do you guys got one uh, tip for each of them for each point we gave the movie? Yeah, it's only one tip each, so this is going to be easy. Let's start it off simply. Do 20 push-ups a day. It's so easy, but I've been doing that lately. Every morning you get up, do a little stretch, do 20 push-ups. NBD, and your back gets stronger, and you feel healthy. Yeah, good. Yeah, my first uh, piece of advice for you to improve yourself is do one kind thing a day. One random act of kindness, and make sure no one sees you do it. It's important. Do a secret random act of kindness you'll feel better about yourself you'll be a better person if somebody catches you doing it you got to do another one you got to keep do doing one. random acts until yeah i did six acts yesterday kept getting caught oh see but now you got to do another one because you just told everybody that's true that negated it yep i think you're right i think you're right um we're talking about potential meeting your potential setting goals buy a pair of pants one size larger so that you can really fill in those pants. It gives you it gives you a place to go with your leg size and strength. Excellent. If you need it. If you don't need that leg size, obviously this goal's not for you. But if you've been wondering how to accomplish this, simple. Just get a pair of pants, one size larger. Easy. Done. Nice. Alright, that's three points, three ways to master yourself. And uh you guys got anything else to say before we kick it to a sponsor? No. Let's go for a official Spotify sponsor. Let's kick that sponsor down the stairs, baby. Cool. Boom, 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 boom. From the group of geniuses that brought you the iPad and the MacBook Pro Air comes the iApple. Rediscover your roots in nature with Earth's truest food interface. The 360-degree display indicates freshness and flavor at a glance. And the user experience is as simple as wiping the device on your shirt and body. Simply discard the single core processor when finished. I Apple. I Apple. We finally did it. We patented apples. 
Oh, welcome back. Or, welcome back. Uh, do we do we have a way of inserting chatter? Well, you just say, say welcome back and you ask a question or you I'm back, say Brandon. something how that's are, on your mind. How are you how are you back, Brandon? Are you back? How's your back health? How's your back health is up to date. Updated? Yeah, it's currently up to date. It's all been notated recently about the status of my back health on paper over here. Because so last we checked date. in, you were hacking your back. Hacking it? Biohacking? Yeah. Yeah, I use this uh, infrared technology that's supposed to uh, strengthen your muscles by just light power. I heard that thing was... I heard that thing was doing a bunch of tracking or whatever. Well, yeah, it does some tracking, but it's supposed to be beneficial tracking. Yeah. Just in case you fall or you get too weak or something. Or too strong. You never know. Yeah, we visited my Aunt Donna one time, and she was had one of those. She had some back issues. We all had to wear special sunglasses in the room because it was very bright. What? It was pretty loud, too. It made a loud It is loud. I've, had, I've, I've got it turned off right now. But, yeah, and I have this reflector thing, so it keeps most of the light in. But then the weird thing is it gets hot, so then the back of my back starts like, yeah. actually we were getting all, too hot. We all had magazines. We were fanning our back. Oh whoa! And we could hardly was, hear hear each other talk. That I was, was totally thinking this was something else. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I no, thought it was. I it thought up? it was. There's a. Never mind. It's a back hack. Crazy. Infrared. Well, just another way I'm mastering myself, but that's not even an official tip. Let's get to a movie so we can help everybody help each other with some more tips. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah. I saw a great movie. You guys saw it too. Curdle, 2018. Mm-hmm. First movie I've ever really seen that's directed by a family. I mean, mm-hmm. geez, you t- want to talk about challenges directing a film. Try to do it as a family. I'm just blown away by this movie. Now, do Not you- a small family either. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have any first impressions that you uh, you had on this Curdle? 2018 dude thing? i've been i've i've seen i know this is the first bigger one but like i've seen a bunch of these johnson family films these people are crazy awesome it's anthony johnson carrie johnson amy johnson who's only 13 and david johnson their son who's seven years old and these families just create these brutal films they are like uh just very violent but like oh they're just great so yeah this film okay so let's talk about the this the uh, synopsis here of the sure. movie Curdle. It's uh-huh. a thriller. It's another brutal film, right? In mm-hmm. their tradition, uh, this is about an Irish home invasion. Mm-hmm. Home invasion. Yeah. And uh, it's unnerving. Simply unnerving. Yeah. Um, film takes place in Ireland. It's about uh, a family that is in their home, and then uh, a, a guy tries to break in and ends up like, I, I, I'm, we're not going to spoil it, but it, it, he kills at least at least a couple of the members of the family. Right. Uh, by the end of the film, yeah. Now this film definitely had some shocking scenes and raw violence. What really was unnerving for me was the shifts in tone. You can really see where one, where like for instance, where Carrie Johnson picks up the yeah, picks up the direction of the movie, and things are very spooky and yeah, you know, there's fog and. And and then in the next scene, like the, not only does the camera angle, the direction changes, the aspect ratio changes, mm-hmm. right. and that was weird. I mean, good to go from 
like nor- normal cinema aspect ratio to four three for like that was and that's a- Amy. Yeah, Amy does the daughter does those. She only she only records with old nineties VHS uh, camcorders, handicams. Uh-huh. It's so cool. I love that. And it, it transitions between those styles, between the all four of the filmmakers throughout the film. And it uses, I feel it uses each one, like the, the transitions work in a way that it uses each of them uh, in the way they should be used. And they complement each other in this beautiful way. I feel anyway. That's why Absolutely. And also it grounds the whole project. It makes it feel more real. You know, mm-hmm. when you're seeing things from multiple perspectives, not just this polished cinema look totally because i i really love david david stuff and carrie's actually the mom and the son are kind of my my like what i lean more towards real fast and loose yeah Yeah. sorry go ahead i was just gonna say yeah david's stuff was incredible yeah his eye for uh sometimes not following the action is just incredible Mm -hmm. he finds like I don't know. Oh, gosh, it sounds too much. But like a lot of beauty in the violence that he films, like his stuff is some of the more brutal stuff in the film. But I'd say also kind of the prettiest, like cinematographically. Yeah. I mean, he finds a lot of beauty in what's on set and what's offset, too. I mean, every Mm -hmm. now, like a couple of times in the movie, he actually shoots some of the crew and the grips and the electricians. um, And as they react to what's happening, you don't see what's happening. You see the reaction. And that's. Mm -hmm as powerful yeah um i thought they did a really great job editing this movie too giving it to the dad of the family anthony johnson Mm -hmm. was smart um although you can uh you can get access to the the family cut where Mm kind of everyone took a turn at it and that is really bizarre that's almost unwatchable to see in through editing on film, a family actually having a fight. Yeah, how long is it going to be playing at their theater? Cause they are only showing it at, at that theater there in California. We swung by a couple of weeks ago because mm-hmm. the family has to run the whole theater. Of course, they do everything. Yeah, uh, I think no, it's it's running for at least like half a year. They these films b- because that's their only income or whatever. That's what they do. Yeah, they, it's it's a, a very cool experience. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah cool experience let's give it some numbers uh yeah uh, such a solid two for me uh I've, i don't know if we said it's starting uh, phyllis phyllis uh, grego plays the main character rebecca vandergrift plays the daughter justin stick is the kind of killer carrie hess is the police officer that shows up later uh two points for me they all do a great job and again all of the direction in this i thought was just just really amazing just a beautiful film so two two points for me yeah, pretty much everything Alex said. Two points from me, too. Doubling up on the two train, I am excited to give this movie two points. I hope more people make it out to L.A. to see this truly unique experience. All right, that is uh, six points for six. 2018's Curdle. You guys got some tips on how to master yourself, how to make yourself better, to make your podcast better for Spotify. For life. For life, I know. For life. Yeah, it's it's about baby steps. It's about we're going to be on Spotify for life, so small steps. For Vita, it's that's right. Spotify for life, and knowing that we got to stay healthy, we got to keep our nutrition in check. For me, that means watching my sodium, and this is just as easy as every time you add salt to a dish, you remove one grain. Just start with one. That's it. And the rest will sort itself out, guys. My second tip, 
my second tip is um, something I'd heard as a young man. It really didn't click with me till later. And uh, this is this is just an old saying. It, don't be afraid of anything. And no, he what he what he told me was, I'm only scared of three things: bats, rats, and heart attacks. And if you really think about it, it really starts to click. In uh, how old was he? In in what you, in the kind of challenges you tackle? Um, I don't know, seventies, eighties. I don't know. He would give me. He lived. He lived through the plague. Yeah. He. You know what? That might have. That might have been a. Um, a big part of it. Was he did live through the plague? So. I don't know if he had challenges at, at a at a younger age with bats and rats and heart attacks, but um, still a good tip, I guess, for mastering for yourself. Me. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I would say, for you to improve yourself, accept a wrinkle every day. As you get older, you're going to get wrinkles. Even if you're uh, younger, you're going to have a wrinkle or two. Just uh, I want you to look in a mirror and, and accept uh, a wrinkle every day. It makes you a better person, makes you a stronger person, accepting who you are. Uh, cool. All right. So if your if your sodium intake is low, uh, a good thing that you can do is you can add a grain of salt to every meal that you're going to have. Just add one grain every day until you get your sodium level up to where you need to. That's uh, my two tips. Nice. Cool. Those are cool things to do to improve yourself and your life and everybody's life and our podcast. I've got two tips for you. Um, here's a quick one. If you're not feeling confident about meeting people, you should practice, like, in the mirror. Have you ever tried that? You should just look in the mirror and say, hey, what's up? Or try something more casual, like a hi. And stick out your hand. It's fun in the mirror. Um, And it makes you more confident. Number two, I'm going to say, would be... Get a tattoo of your favorite number, just so you can remember. Because... When you get asked that, you should know exactly what it is. Last time I was asked what my favorite number was, it took me a minute. And that shouldn't be the case. You need to know what that number is. So get that tattooed on you so you see it. Maybe like your wrist. Even if it's small, whatever that number is, get it get it there. That's really good advice. Cool. Those are two tips for mastering yourself and improving your life. Right on. Kick a sponsor. Here it comes. Learn how to talk exactly like Breaking Bad Walter White. Brian Cranston grinds you through this two-hour course on mastering the tone, cadence, and attitude of this timeless character. Use promo code REVIEW today and receive the entire Tough Guy collection of voice work audiobooks, including courses from such favorite tough guys as Batman, God of War, Jason Statham, and the voice of Michelob Ultra, Danny Trigurio. Okay, so I got this DVD uh, in a handoff sort of situation called Best Toasts 2002. This is a collection of some of the most humorous and touching toasts from various occasions all around the world, all across the country, um, all kind of put together in a pretty touching two-hour DVD. Uh, I like I said, I got it in this kind of strange circumstance where I was on Craigslist looking for rare DVDs. This guy said he had a few. Said he had a few unmarked ones. Uh, this one he said was particularly good. So, what did you guys think of this film? 
I thought it was really beautiful. I I really liked it. Uh, just to just get that out there at the start. I whatever. I'm a theater actor and I enjoy live performance. And these were some very touching, honest live performances captured on camcorders and iPhones and all kinds of stuff. And I I just really liked it. I thought, like you said, hilarious and touching. It had all the things in it. Give me a lot of great ideas for my toasts. Um, I was really impressed by the toast held by Brock. I think his name was Brock. Brock Reidelbrick, when he was giving a toast at his brother's wedding, and there's an earthquake, but he continues on to give the Mm -hmm. toast Mm -hmm. as things are falling, the speakers are falling off the side, everyone's freaking out, but he still maintains the crowd's attention and still gets the toast done. You know, to help all safely getting people out of the building, it's totally impressive. Uh, His speech was calming everyone down, you know? But he like still he, got his message across about oh, his brother's lessons in baseball. Exactly. And, and that's really what I'm talking about, about, uh, yeah, about a live performance and that person's ability to not only do the job of getting that text across and, and doing what he was supposed to do, but also realizing that there's an earthquake, that these people are scared and, and how he knew in that moment the best thing he could do was to, to capture them kind of as an audience and take care of them and get them through that, that disaster. Well, like you said, while, you know, flattering his brother and, and his bride and everything. Um, yeah, exactly. Some of the best toast really are or some of the extremes where you see a birth. Um, the, that's <sighs> insane to me. Uh, it's still they continue going throughout the birth. Um, and then, of course, the polar opposite of birth, which is death. Someone died. And that's the finale of the best toast, of course, cut to black. But the final toast He's about to raise his glass and he dies. Yeah. I love, there's uh, there's one by Tan Yul in South Korea. And I, you know, there's no, there's no subtitles. This is just a bootleg video. And so you don't know what this guy's saying. But his hands though. His I hands. I got teary. I got teary. Yeah. It's about, you can tell it's about his daughter. His daughter's clearly the bride. And he's talking about something. And I don't see a mom in the video anywhere. So I wonder if it's something about the mom passing away. Uh, but whatever it is, it is moving. And that's another, again, going back to theater, this way of being able to get people and maybe you don't even need to say anything, just that presence or, you know, a, a words that you don't understand. And if the emotion is behind it, it's powerful stuff. I think it was for his, his dead dog, his dead pup. If, wow. If it was. That's emotion. That's amazing. That's real. That's that real. That's really real. Well, this is an easy one, a no-brainer. I wish I could recommend people to go see this one or seek this one out. I really don't know how you're going to find it, though. But if you do, absolutely watch this. You guys ready to give us some numbers? Definitely. Yeah, two two points for me. I, I love this. I've watched it over and over and over again, uh, and I will probably watch it a few more times. As an actor, there's so much to mine there, so much emotion, so many true moments. It's like getting a, a whole booklet of monologues i've started memorizing a couple of these i'm going to use them for auditions yeah take notes uh for me two points as well uh yeah i I highly recommend it two points from me why isn't this more popular i'm wondering how has the world not seen this and obviously this is spotify and one two reviews job to bring this to the world 
So you're welcome. Two points. Great. That's six, six points. points. Yeah, I mean, two two real simple things for our listeners out there to to get things going physically. Um, maybe you're you're a layabout and you're too lazy. Just get a treadmill and stand on it. Because I'll tell you right now, once you do that, you're going to feel like an idiot standing on a treadmill and you're going to start moving. My second thing, my, my second piece that I really want you guys to just do it. What you got to do is get some fish oil and take it. That's easy. Easy. All right. All right. I got two hot tips here for you. Let's talk about things that you wouldn't think to do normally, but you should try. You're trying to cut down on how much you eat. You you eat too many Snickers or, uh, you know, Ho-Ho bars or whatever. Here's a tip. Take a bite. Spit it out the first bite of every bad treat you are about to eat. Sounds weird. You do it. First with one bite, take a bite, spit it out. You can have the rest. Next time, do two bites. Take it out, spit it out. By the end, you're spitting out your whole treat. So you learn not to do it. And here's the thing, with that tip, to take it to the next level, if you find yourself really struggling with not being able to spit it out, spit it out, save it for later, and then try to eat what you spit out later. And You'll learn quickly you'll learn you quick. don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want that treat. You got a second one let's, for us? Yeah, speaking of eating and maintaining a healthy eating habit, let's talk about slowing down. Take your time between every bite. Put your fork down, put your hands on your lap, close your eyes for a second, take a deep breath, chew completely, swallow, then repeat the process for every bite. And uh, you'll learn. It's better. Just do it. My advice, uh, first piece of advice for mastering yourself and improving your life is to throw a garden party for your friends. Find a, a, a garden of some kind, a grassy area, a tree, anything you can kind of muster the best you can and, and celebrate that, that life and that garden uh, with some friends. Invite them over, make some drinks, have some cocktails, uh, eat a piece of Melba toast. Uh, my second piece of advice is take a, a pin, like a push pin, keep it near your bedside, and any time you have a bad thought, uh, poke your finger with that pin, and that'll teach you to not have bad thoughts anymore. That's my second piece of advice to improve and master yourself. Those are great, Alex. That is spot on. Hot tips. Woo. Those are hot. Almost burned my hand on some of those hot tips. Literally sizzling. Not hot. literally, but you know what I mean when I say that. It's sizzling. It burns. Yeah. Now listen, yeah. users who are listening right now, on your Spotify, there's a little pause button. Pause. Do one of these items right now. We'll wait. Are you back? Did you do it? Did you take the fish oil? Did you throw the salt? Did you prick your finger? Good. All right. Let's kick a sponsor. Smoo. That's right, Smoo, spelled S-M-O-O. It's a high-tech gelatin that does it all. Smoo lubricates, it glues, it's microbial, and does so much that we challenge you to find something Smoo doesn't do. Use promo code REVIEW at checkout and get your Smoo for free if you find something our product can't reasonably accomplish. It's Smoo. Smoo do what you can't do. 
All right, we saw Desktop Server. This is a 2014 film directed by Marcus Wiltern. It is about an alternate internet that was almost invented. Uh, Brandon, you likened it to Tesla and who? Edison? Is that right? That's right. I think so. Is that wrong? I don't know. Yeah, we were talking about it. We were comparing them, and then we weren't totally sure which inventor was which. We should have looked it up, but oh well. Anyway, do you guys have any thoughts on uh, Desktop Server? I have a couple thoughts. Luke, do you have any thoughts? Convoluted. Just like the idea of the desktop server internet. I mean, obviously, it wasn't called the internet because that was its own thing. But the desktop server was sort of a step in messenger, step in the in the same direction, and it it didn't work with a computer though. That was the I think that was the big shortcoming of it. Well, yeah, physical contraptions, devices, attachments, modular systems, uh, gears, mechanical systems to relay messages, notes, um, file sharing eventually. There was a limit that it could handle at some point, though. Yeah, I mean, it it had a lot of great concepts, the same as the Internet, like sending a line that transmits information, but... With the desktop server, it's just, a, it's a string, you know, that attaches desk to desk, and you could actually send messages that way. You know, it's very practical. Uh, it was a very practical way to to take care of that, but then yeah, it sort of it got a little out of control with the attachments and the add-ons, right? Yeah, I guess we should say it was invented by David Cloud, David R. Cloud. I didn't look up what the R stood for, but David R. Cloud's the inventor of this desktop server invention that never really quite got off the ground. Um, What did you guys think? There's some implications in there that there was some bullying done by the inventors of the Internet to to kind of suppress the desktop server and keep it from, uh, you know, evolving on its own into something that might have been applicable. I mean, of course, there's a conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, do you guys think there's validity to it? Like, do you think that this desktop server, if given the chance to grow a little more, could have taken the place of the internet, or do you think it was always a lost cause? Oh, mm, from, from no, what the I don't think presents. it could scale. No, no, it can never scale. Yeah, I, that's how I feel too. So for me, this this film is in, in the infrastructure would, would be insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel too. Yeah. I, anyway, the really hard. But the idea thing. was important. It was the popcorn kernel of the idea that popped into the delicious internet that we have right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a while. The real heartbreaking thing for me was that, you know, Al Gore and his team, they saw the potentiality. They saw the shortcomings in Cloud's ideas, and they really messed with his head by using their own desktop server, sending him messages, modifying his typewriter with... Uh, the typewriter mod launchers and different devices they used his own I didn't understand invention against him mm-hmm, right. which was just that was just soul crushing for me to watch this guy's dreams yeah. be smashed by his competitors with his own shit mm-hmm. not only though did they suppress the you know mechanical internet what they did do was they also stole some original ideas, some very important ideas, such as like a password protection. That was all originally done there physically. The files themselves would have like a little password. Uh, you'd have to write down 
then that would get mailed out, get verified, come back to open. So, you know, a little slower, yeah. but still effective. Secure, yeah, still secure. Yeah, I didn't understand a lot of the desktop server and like how it worked. Uh, it was a little beyond me. It looked just like a kind of Rube Goldberg device uh, to me. Well, it, but I'll, but I, I could tell that it was that 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 it was you know a complicated piece of machinery and, a, and an important invention. Do you think it was real? I guess that begs the question. So I was guess this that's real. The bigger thing, yeah, was this a real movie even, or is this kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing? I don't know. It, it was hard it's, to tell, but definitely what became real was when one of the the poor clerks who had to learn how to use the desktop server lost her finger in a malfunctioning stapler so that was real that was sort of the end or the beginning of the end or the middle of the end for the desktop server well let's get to a number so we can get out of here yeah what do you guys think of desktop server I'm going to give it a one. It just, it, it didn't feel like a, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure at the end of the day what this film was. It didn't feel like a, like you said, was it, was it real? Was this, did this actually happen? Is this a documentary or is this some sort of Michelle Gondry thing? Uh, I couldn't tell. So just a one point for me. It didn't really captivate me enough to figure it out either. Okay. Um, while the, while the subject matter itself, while the, while the movie itself was uh, uh, a little confusing, I thought the filmmaking was spot on. And again, the music was really engaging and brought me in um, and intense a lot of times that really sped up kind of circus music that they used to back this movie was good. So (laughs) you're into it. All right. Enough said. <laughs> Fuck. Two points. For, yeah, I'm going to give this movie two points <laughs> I as well. I believe you. <laughs> I will say, go see this movie. Simply because, you're right, I don't know if it's real or not. I went in thinking it's real, and now I'm questioning whether or not it it was a real thing or not. Which is kind of cool. So, I guess do that. But maybe forget I told you that it may or may not be real. So, you can have the same experience I did. So, two points. It's five points. Five? Five points. As you get older, you need to make room for new friends, new companions, and people in your life. So I recommend every day uh, make a list of people in your life, friendships that you have, and every day remove one of those friendships. Stop communicating with that person just to clear some space, do a little bit of weeding in your life, and, and make room for new flowers to grow. All right. In the similar sort of fashion, much like friends, a lot of people sometimes have a lot of self-help books. So take one self-help book off of your shelf, throw it away every day. Live by your own rules. Write your own self-help book. Uh, That being said, a lot of people write their self-help books on their cell phones. Here's a quick kindness tip to make yourself feel better. Wipe and clean someone else's cell phone before they get a chance to realize how dirty it is, because sometimes they're really dirty. So, there's just two tips to kind kindness, sort of take care of yourself, be a better person, sort of thing going on. Those are great. You know me, I love actionable items. These are two real quick and simple ones you guys can get done before we 
sign off here. Right now, stand up and hold your breath. Okay? Just do it. Stand up and hold your breath. And with your breath held, bite your finger. Oh, hard! And that's it. Just try it, guys, and you'll see exactly what I mean. Okay. I'll do that later. What else you got? Um, call your mother. Okay. Always good advice comes from your mom. Tell us some of your favorite tips your mom gave you. Wash behind your ears. That's a good one. Um, always open a door for a lady. That's a good one. Your mom gave me a good tip. She said, always leave tennis balls around the house. I never forgot that tip. I think it's just something about squeezing them for stress. or It's just nice to have a tennis ball in every room. She always told me that. That helps. Yep. And you never know when you're going to need one because, God God willing, when you, when you really need a tennis ball, when you can never find one. When the dog comes in, you need to get it out of there. So I guess that's a couple extra tips, at least one extra tip for us. But um, that's it, right? That's it. Wow. That was a fun day, and we're on Spotify now, so that's exciting. That was a fun day. That felt very productive. That felt like probably one of the most productive podcasts we've done. Yeah, got a lot done in there. Yeah. Let's talk about a few things uh, quickly. Uh, I would like to thank our Patreon donor, Mm -hmm. Rab. Our friend Rab. Thanks, Rab. Rab, I really hope you get some friends soon, because this... um, just getting kind of lonely there, Rap. But thank you for hanging in there and supporting us. We really do appreciate it. Rap, tell someone what you're doing. Tell one other person what you've done. If not, I understand being embarrassed about it, too. I like you that I'm just to. milking this guy now. Put, put, the, put the screws on the one person that has <laughs> shed faith. Come on, I'm man. Not, help I'm us not out. asking him for anything more. I'm I saying am. thank you. Help us out, man. Okay. Find more. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe no. we could work together on like a pyramid sort of scene uh, thing, Rap. We'll reach out. out to us. Yeah. Yeah, Rap, if you reach out to two people and you have them reach out to two people, <laughs> just imagine what we can accomplish. What are we going to review next week? Next week, we will be reviewing Himmelfist, Govan of the Moon. Pre-parlance, the editor, Drip Chalk, and the Devil's Education. Ooh, I wanted to see that. Can't wait to catch that one. All right, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.